0: Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I'm your host Elisa Kelly and I am so fucking thrilled to be here with a fellow Leo except this Leo is a lot more fiery than I can even imagine. I mean, we're talking Leo sun, we're talking Aries moon, or we're talking Sag moon, we're talking Aries rising or yeah. are we talking Yeah, that yeah. was it. That's the combo. Yeah. All I know is that we have a grand fire trine in the big three, and I cannot wait to hear about what that feels like. This is the astrologer of the internet that you all know and love. This is Milk Astrology. Thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm still like fangirling. I'm obsessed with you. I've been obsessed with your work for so long. So like the fact that I'm here is just like, wow, mom, I've made it like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, The feeling is
0: deeply mutual. The, your aesthetic is on point. We just found out that we're both Venus Libra. So I think, yeah. So I think Venus sees Venus, but before we even hear about like how you became milk, what milk means, (laughs) what happens for our lactose intolerant friends, Mm -hmm. we have to talk about what it feels like to have so much fire in your chart, because I genuinely don't know. I only of my I have two asteroids and fire signs, but otherwise the only fire placement I have is my son in Leo. Oh my so gosh.
1: That's it. Yeah. How isolated, though. <laughs> I, I how isolated. I will say I don't relate. Like, I don't feel like the courageous, like fiery, tell it like it is kind of person. I've always actually very much receded into myself. Like, I've related most maybe to the fact that like my Aries rising is uh, leading into my Mars and Gemini at 29 degrees, and then my Venus and Libra. I feel like those more embody like me being more passive or like imploding versus like I'm going to go out and tell people like it is. Granted, I did feel more fiery lately. Like when I was working as a barista at Starbucks, I was more likely to like assert myself. And I was shocking to myself at how willing I was to put myself out there. But like, I don't feel I really I'm like the worst representation of a grand Trying. I feel like well, that's
0: very interesting because. I feel like when sometimes when people don't relate to the thing in their chart, they feel they immediately write astrology off or they are like, I, this isn't for me. Like the whole thing is moot and void and I'm going to cancel all of it because it doesn't apply. So I think that that, how do you reconcile not being like the archetype or the stereotype, I should say, of triple fire and be an astrologer? Like, how did you find the happy medium of that because for instance for me i was like oh i'm not a typical leo but boom pisces moon boom capricorn rising clarified it you know so i felt seen
1: i love your pisces moon i think it's that you and i both have the jupiter moons that are probably like well i like the whole house but i'm not like biased to whole house but yeah so that's why i said jupiter moons but um i definitely feel like the thing that I realized, too, is that people don't represent fire signs correctly, and that's, like, why it's so hard to connect to fire signs, because when you think of fire signs, especially Leo's, like, Leo's son's, it's in its domicile ruler, you think of these, like, grand, cocky, like, confrontational people, I feel, and they're so multi-layered and i don't mean to say that because like i know that people always overly represent their sun sign but i do feel like every leo leo is very unique and unlike every other leo so it's not like there is this like and also i don't feel like this uh vanity thing that that leo is kind of known to be i feel like if anything it's quite the opposite so i feel like by magnifying on the misconceptions i've been able to relate more to like the, the emo versions of the fire signs versus like these stereotypes of what people think the fire signs are. Um, I so love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah.
0: Which is also probably, um, you know, at least in the work that you have done on the internet is probably also one of the reasons that you have been able to um, connect with so many people is that you're not just leading with the stereotype you're leading with more nuance because even in your big three being Aries, Sag, and Leo, there's a lot of nuance there.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely try. Um, I, I mean, I, the only like reason why I even kind of made my Twitter account. Well, first of all, I don't even know like if the Twitter account could be successful. I didn't think people would follow it like that. Um, I just wanted to make like a Wikipedia of all the placements and astrology so that I could go back and both study and look at it, but also other people can look at, like look at information kind of like an encyclopedia. That's just easy to digest and move on with um, partially because of my ADD granted me segueing into this random conversation after you said that. Um, so I feel like that, that, that's probably, yeah, I have no way to connect that back to what you just said. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. And that actually is
0: I mean just let that speaks to Twitter I feel. Twitter can actually hold so many different ideas simultaneously and from what I at least understand and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel that is your platform of choice, right? That is the platform that you are the most active on maybe, or at least it's the
1: platform that you have the biggest audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure if I was getting instant gratification on another platform, I would probably sway loyalties there too. I think just because I know how to monopolize on Twitter that best and connect with people the fastest, it's become the easiest form for me. Um, I love Instagram. I see that you're the queen of Instagram. Um, I just don't know how to use it. So Wow. I mean, my Leo uh,
0: just went full uh, stereotype of I Leo when you said that. So thank you. I, I
1: uh, do not
0: feel like the queen of Instagram, but I, I think, appreciate I it. I think
1: your big three is like the perfect archetype for like someone that would be quote unquote the queen of Instagram. And hope that like you take that as a compliment because I mean that so sincerely. Media. <laughs> i media. I'm don't fully take it as a compliment,
0: <laughs> but I know you mean it sincerely. I appreciate it. I, I know I know we
1: all have a hard time with compliments. So I was like, oh, wait, I should have, I should have backtracked. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk
0: about Twitter because I have no fucking idea how to use Twitter other than when I'm drunk, high or lonely okay. or maybe subtweeting. Recently, I've been like kind of putting a little bit more of just like I had this thought I'm going to put it on Twitter, which seems to be, um, fascinating. But the interesting thing is that it's, it's like all of the different, I was actually thinking the other night about how it's kind of pure. The fact that my Twitter has kind of retained its presence as it was when I started January, 2009, when I was 19 years old. Yeah. So sweet. Um, it's, you know, I don't have like big following on there. I haven't really figured I don't promote shit on there. I'll promote this, of course, <laughs> naturally. But how have you found Twitter to be a, a useful tool for you professionally, astrologically? And then also like how does one use
1: Twitter in a way that is, you know, effective? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> um so first okay so let me backtrack. First one I first made my Twitter account, my first thread on Twitter, um, what happened was... My boyfriend, you know, I'm I'm a stage five clinger, and my boyfriend wanted to play video games, and he was like, you have to find a hobby. Um, And I was the crazy astrology girl um, at Starbucks, so I made a Twitter account. I made my first thread called Venus Signs, where you go wrong in your love life. Um, And then randomly, Tess, who is Astro Girls, but used to be Glossology at the time, saw it, and they were like the, you know chief on campus in 2017 on twitter i honestly i didn't know of astrologers i was very uneducated in that way i didn't know there was even an astrology culture on twitter and i'm not going to be like i was the first because i'm not i wasn't but i just i didn't know much about anything and then it, it, my first thread blew up and so i just continued to make threads um and then it was it was kind of like not quicksand that's a weird word um it's kind of like a wildfire it just started spreading so i think um honestly the more content you can produce and also memes too so like threads and memes were like gold and still are um so it's just I think monopolizing on that and also like using lots of fun gifts using lots of imagery I feel like a lot of people just kind of get lost in like the text of things and I think that it's so digestible and like personally I feel like Twitter is the most uh high demand platform Granted, that I know TikTok and and Instagram are thriving. I feel like uh, Twitter is the most unique because you have full control over how you digest the information, how quickly you digest it. Um, It's kind of like YouTube, you can fast forward, rewind, you can look at, you know, multiple things via text information at your disposal when you feel like it. Um, And I feel like there's not that kind of full control in other platforms, arguably. So I feel like that's why like Twitter is just like, Wait, can you explain that to me again? What do you mean by you have more control over the way you interact with Twitter as opposed to Instagram or TikTok? Well, I, I meant like more of like how you digest the information. I feel like Twitter is just it's very fast, quick and easy to consume whereas other like platforms, uh, sometimes are a longer process to consume. Like, don't get me wrong. Instagram captions are beautiful, but I know sometimes for me personally, I cannot read a paragraph. Um, I, like, if, if there's like a, like a two sentences and a GIF and then maybe two more sentences and a GIF, I'll be like, Oh, okay. What's going on over there. Um, so oh, say- right. So like in the way that the information is broken up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry. No, no, no. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Like because it is, and there are these character limits, like you can kind of choose your own adventure of like, do I want to keep going down this rabbit hole? Mm -hmm. And when you feel like you're done, you can peace out as opposed to with Instagram, where it's just like a wall of text. Yeah. It's like you, uh, you have
1: to commit like (laughs) straight away. It's basically just TikTok for people who enjoy reading. (laughs) Like, so it's just more easy in that way. And I feel like that's my most appealing kind of, uh, preferred platform. So I feel like it's easier to target an audience that prefers the same things that I do. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. You did. (laughs) You did. You answered it
0: beautifully. So you started on Twitter as a way to sort of create a library for yourself of information because you love astrology. And then it started to, you started to grow a following. And that leads us to 2021, where you have a lot of people following you on Twitter and across all of the different platforms too. You have a YouTube, you have Instagram, you have TikTok. Um, So what does that mean for you? Like what, how has that, has that changed your life? Has that been impactful?
1: Yeah, no, I, I was able to quit my full-time job at Starbucks and become a full-time astrologer, which I'm still like working out the kinks because I feel like, at least for me personally, um, clearly I didn't start my astrology career in the astrology community. So I've always kind of had a disconnect there and I'm trying to work now into that. Um, so I'm more of a content creator turned astrologer. And because of that, I have to both produce content and kind of keep up with, you know, the astrology, the studies and the community. Um, So it definitely changed my life. Like I'm full time now in astrology, I'm able to support myself just with essentially something that started off of me shouting things into the void on Twitter. Um, and I mean, I will say that telling my immigrant Persian mother from Iran that I was quitting my job in a pandemic to be self-employed was not the easiest conversation. Um, but I mean, I'm doing well. I'm very lucky and fortunate. I understand that I'm, I'm just I'm very new to all of it in terms of being self-employed. So I'm not going to get cocky and assume that it's going to always sustain itself, but I'm very lucky that so far it has. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's definitely been incredibly life-changing, but also very overwhelming. Um, Because I didn't really, I mean, genuinely, I didn't start with the intent to have money off of this, have followers off of this. Granted, of course, when I received immediate gratification and knew that people wanted to buy my work, I was very like flattered and I loved that, but um, so it's, it's weird to not look for it and stumble into it because then there's more of a responsibility and a privilege that you have to like be very recognizing of. And there's a lot of power behind that. And so I'm trying to like find my balance with basically just not doing anything incorrectly. Um, so, yeah. yeah, the scary, yeah, scary, <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> terrifying, really, really scary, especially when your most preferred platform is the most cutthroat of all like Twitter out of all places is not the easiest. <laughs> Yeah. So how
0: do you um, manage that while still, you know, creating enough content to keep your followers engaged, but not wanting to, you know, uh, overwhelm them and have people turn on you because of that?
1: Well, I, I feel like arguably, uh, maybe from the content creator side, maybe not speaking for the astrology community, because I don't, you know, obviously my experiences is very different. I feel like anyone's going to turn on you no matter what, especially when you have something that they want. Um, But I do feel like um, just putting my energy towards, I'm taking Chris, Chris Brennan's classes right now. I'm, you know, doing my own studies in my spare time. And my Patreon is kind of my main grit of, both income and my preferred method of readings just because it's more laid back. I love live readings, but they're really draining. And like, I don't have a lot of mental health around wanting to produce content and do live readings back to back all week. So I'm learning how to to, like cut that down and just do Patreon and then study. And I've also learned that like Twitter loves to learn. And I still want to honor that. I started this account to give free information out about astrology. Um, But I've also learned they don't really care. (laughs) Like they want memes. And they want the like fun threads like where you go wrong in your love life based on your Venus sign. And there are some people that genuinely do want the free information. And I I try to remember that. But um, I I use the Twitter now to decompress where it used to be like um, more of a study guide. So
0: what have you been able to do monetarily that has allowed you to do this full time? It's your Patreon and it's readings. Mm -hmm.
1: Is it? Like, are you writing horoscopes? Like, what is... How are you practicing astrology? Um. So, well, actually, I'm very lucky. I'm Twitter's first astrology content creator that's paid. So basically, anytime I post... oh, yeah, that's so cool. It's crazy. Like, it's so cool to get, like, that kind of recognition from the platform you prefer the most. Um, That's so cool. Thank you. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's, that's amazing. I'm very... I'm like, they tried to get me to do an interview once and I denied it. And then eventually I gave in and did it. Cause Like, I don't like a lot of uh, attention because I feel like it makes me a target to a lot of speculation. So I, I try not to like overly broadcast that, but, um, I am proud of it. I don't want to sound like I'm not. And I, I do think that it's a privilege that I should be very proud of. So yeah, but basically it's just, you post like a snippet of your YouTube video and it's like a minute long on Twitter. And then, you know, the people that watch the ad before the video. That gets monetized, kind of like TikTok, um, but I will say it's it's a lot easier because of my platform. Um, so that uh, TikTok technically, but it's very mediocre. And so is YouTube. YouTube's mediocre because I don't really put a lot of investment in them. Mainly Patreon. That's the grit of my income. That's like my key income. Um, and then live ratings, when I did them, I stopped doing them <laughs> because I got lazy. And then um, I saw a Google document because I wrote like basically every single placement for every single sign like in all of the houses and signs and aspects and planets um, and I sell that for like thirty bucks but it's like a sliding scale. so it's just like a bunch of random things but patreon's like my baby <laughs> it's like my pride and joy so that's like the grit of why I'm able to support myself <laughs> so what do you because I also have a patreon
0: I use the patreon as the um basically as the sort of funnel into the constellation club, which is the community that I started in 2019, which then goes through discord and there's all of these other sort of subsets of it. Um, what are the types of things that you do on Patreon to engage people? And like, how do you continue to create content
1: and, you know, keep your Patreons, Patreons (laughs) happy? Um, uh, also, side note, that's really cool that you. I'm curious about the community that you just talked about. So I'm like, I kind of want to know more about that, but I'm trying to like not turn this into me interviewing you. So, um, <laughs> so it's uh, I kind of have an upper hand I feel in terms of making people want to support me on Patreon um, because I offer one tarot reading a month, one on one. Like people message me when I want to give them a tarot spread. Of their choosing, of whatever they want me to pull for, and an astrology question that I typically will send a paragraph over to them. And I also, when you sign up, I give you an annual perfection reading. Or like, say you signed up one month, you get it, and then you, next month you have a birthday, that I'll give you another annual perfection reading. Granted, there are many readings. It's like a paragraph of work, um, and my um, monthly fee is just eight dollars a month, which I feel is pretty good. Granted, I will say, though, I've seen people with, like, less, way less followers than me, not in a rude way, but just, like, you know, like, less, and they're, they have stronger pursuits and success on Patreon, so I don't really have Uh, natural success there. I think I just offer a lot of features that make people feel like it's just like a why not. (laughs) I don't really feel like it's like a a loyalty to like one of like my brand as much as it's just like, Oh, well, you know, this reading like eight bucks, like, which I'm happy for. I'm fine with that. How many? How many people are on your Patreon? I think right now a 1000. <laughs> so you're giving a thousand people monthly readings? Um. Well, I mean, you ha- like also it's like my full-time job, so like I have like maybe thirty or forty messages a day, and then throughout the month, you know, they have a two-question quota. So say they, you know, so it it actually doesn't. It's not as it's not like a thousand people a day all month. It's more of like thirty, forty messages each day spread out through the whole month. And I take weekends off from all astrology stuff because I am a nutcase. I need it. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, but it di- it wasn't always this way. So, like, I re- recently just hit a thousand, and then also, like, I think as you know too, with Patreon, like the beginning of each month you lose like two three hundred people, and it's like so like emo girl hour. Yeah. I get so upset. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. it's, heartbreaking. Yeah. it's really it, it's so Patreon sad. is a, it's really
0: heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels. I mean, I think that especially if you really you know if you care and you care and I, I know I care. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, at the beginning of every month to see that like massive dip is like, yeah, it's not the, the stress is not purely, I mean, it's, it is financial, but it also is your work. um,
1: Just, yeah. And it's like, did I disappoint these people? Did I do something wrong? Was my work not enough? Like, was it subpar? Were you expecting better? Like, it's just like, those kinds of questions and also like you know it is a pandemic and like i'm sure you know apart from bills and things like like most of us like i'm supporting two households you know like my mom and things like that so it's just like granted i'm very fortunate and lucky i don't ever want to sound greedy but it's just like knowing that i have those pressure points i have more of a need to want to like make sure i stay above water uh but granted we all do so i don't want to make it sound like just me personally me speaking about my own personal experiences but yeah like i cried like month ago (laughs) at the beginning of the month and my boyfriend was like you're fine you're being hard on yourself and I'm like I know (laughs) but it's just yeah I mean but I think I'm glad
0: that this conversation organically went there because I think that that is something that people on the other side might not know is that is how much we care Mm -hmm. and how much how painful it is to feel like you've disappointed people yeah and that that is a really hard thing to, you know, there's not a, a solution for it. Yeah. Really. I mean, I guess it's kind of just like eventually developing thicker skin for it yeah. and not caring as much That's about, true. but I haven't, I've been doing it for almost two years and it still is painful.
1: Especially with your Capricorn rising. Like I can't imagine the the pressure that you just naturally put on yourself. I mean, like I feel like my Aries rising, especially answering to the Gemini Mars, is very much like, oh, we'll F it. We'll try again next week. Like it's more of just like throw your hands in the air. But I feel like for what what is your uh Saturn in? your sign, Capricorn, Capricorn oh my gosh okay <laughs> <laughs> so like I mean granted your your work ethic is amazing I bet I can't imagine I'm so lazy I need to be so much more structured I'm awful but like I can't imagine that's just yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I I think that it's probably
0: I think that we probably have similar if experiences. I'm sure that it's more ubiquitous than people even talk about is when you are, you know, directly interacting with um clients or supporters, like the amount of reverence and respect you have for them for signing up and how much it means to you and how much it does affect your life. And then when they leave, which is totally fair. Yeah. Of course. Also how disappointing
1: it is. And reconciling that is like there's it's hard it's hard to do and i will say too um i've learned like basically for a while i was only selling my patreon for like one or three dollars a month and then eventually when i made the switch to eight dollars about like a few months ago um like the people that typically would leave like the most dissatisfied reviews were people that were only spending like a dollar a month which doesn't matter whether you spend a dollar or a thousand like you should like i want everyone to be satisfied But it did make me feel like, you know, I was kind of underselling myself. And I feel like the people that had the most issue with it weren't the people that were really honoring that. So I feel like that's something that moving forward is something that I have to remind myself. Like, I have to assert the boundaries that people should respect for me. And if they don't, then that's not my loss or anything that I can change about that. And also, you know, circumstantially, we're all in a pandemic. So it's like content creation, astrology, as well as people on the receiving end, it's stressful for all of us. So it's just, yeah, um, absolutely. (laughs) Um,
0: I also wanted to ask, like, how do you, when, when you were speaking about the astrology community on Twitter now, Astro Twitter is one time I tweeted and granted, like I have no fault. uh, Twitter is still me as a 19 year old. So one time I tweeted like Astro Twitter, if you're real, like this and it nothing, you know, crickets. Yeah. And then I was like, there is no like Astro Twitter isn't real. There's no such thing as Astro Twitter as if it was Santa Claus. So I still don't b- believe in Astro Twitter. Maybe. Really? I, probably, I don't know. No, 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 I, know no, I, I don't know what it. Astro Twitter is. I, I know that I follow a lot of astrologers yeah. and that it seems like they communicate a lot more then I communicate with them, but I'm also <laughs> I like, feel that way too. <laughs> I'm also super Pisces moon, so like I'm also on there being like, What's up? Like,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. hi, okay, like, so, whatever. <laughs> so, like, my Placidus Saturn is in my 11th house, but my my whole house Saturn is in my 12th house, so I've always been isolated by the world. Like, I just don't connect with people and I don't relate to in that I empathize and I relate to people. I don't want to make something like I don't relate to people, but people don't understand me, so I have a hard time having intimate connections with people um like apart from my boyfriend i have maybe one or two friends on twitter that i avidly will seek out and bother and text them you know every other day so when it comes to like seeing how interwoven and connected like people are in terms of keeping intact like tabs essentially with multiple people like i'm very admiring and respectful of that i just personally struggle to do that myself and i'm not blaming my chart solely but i do feel like that I, I, I don't know, it's just it's, it's harder to break down those barriers. Um, in terms of like Astro Twitter, though, like, I, I definitely just feel like it's, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a Leo. So I feel like it's just kind of like everyone will be watching you, and maybe know of you and have strong opinions about you and you might not even know of them. Ooh, that's, a, that's just gave me chills. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's a lot of pressure because you know you're being watched at all times by communities that maybe don't even accept you. Um, You know, cliques, essentially, people who are preferred to talk to other people or, you know, and there's multiple groups and multiple opinions. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure if I went about this, say i signed up for chris brennan's lectures and i went to the organizations and the schools all of the correct ways and then someone just like got this what would be the what would be the correct way right no no i i'm I'm just saying like from maybe a perspective opposing mine like maybe someone who doesn't like my work they could see me just like stumbling into twitter fame and then calling myself an astrologer and then Probably having offense to that. So I think because of maybe my story, I have a strong sense of giving people a strong opinion about me. Um, And I personally, I advocate that anyone could be an astrologer, that, you know, uh, you don't need money to be an astrologer, those kinds of things. That gets me into trouble, though. (laughs) That's probably why people have very strong opinions. Well, what is it? why does that get you in trouble? So basically, I feel like people don't like astrology to necessarily be free. Um, because astrology has been, you know, like a lot of the communities, which I think a lot of uh, astrologers on Twitter can really strongly agree whether they like me or not. Um, a lot of the communities and the organizations are like predominantly older white people. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot of like, people don't like you to leak information that they want to self sell essentially. So if you're making threads, like I remember I made threads about yachts. And a lot of people hate yachts and that's fine. I just thought it was really cool. Um, but, you know, leaking information that people can maybe sell classes for. And I just feel like that's probably how people feel about it. No, that's interesting. I think that that's I think that that actually
0: probably is um, applicable to lots of different industries as well, is that if someone is making what was once you know, when we talk about gatekeeping, like the gatekeeping is a price point, you know? And if somebody is then just being like, here's all of this information, right. Then it, the people who are like, no, you can't just reveal that they have to study and learn it and take this class and do this thing right. in order to obtain that knowledge. I agree that astrology is like literally the universe, right? Like it's available for anybody, anytime, anywhere. right? And I don't even give a thought, like, if someone's wrong or right anymore, it doesn't bother me. Like I see wrong shit all the time. And I'm like, cool, interesting interpretation. (laughs) Like, I never would have thought of it like that because it's technically wrong. But like, maybe there's a kernel of interesting wisdom and insight in that. I'm just unbothered by, you know, people experimenting. But I also think that I'm in my 30s. Now, I have been doing this for long enough that i don't feel like i need to prove myself i mean on the other side of saturn return i think it just gets a lot easier to just be like meh i don't care like i as long as for me it's like as long as i'm keeping my integrity and my ethics and the things that i value and check and i'm making sure that i'm using my you know my platforms my knowledge my um my my resources in like good ways that are right in, in the best interest of people who don't have the same privilege that I do people who don't have the same access that I do and I know that like even if I'm not advertising that I know that that's happening right. I feel like I'm in check with my north node I feel mm-hmm. like I'm in check with my integrity and I don't care about right. someone on Twitter who's like placidus <laughs> Uh, whatever Like <laughs> irrelevant to me I have I have no I do not care whether
1: someone uses whole sign or placidus or equal house I just doesn't bother me yeah and I have a huge moral kind of like issue with myself recently too because it was like when I first really like I discovered a natal chart in 2014 like I and I at the time I think I was like 18 19 i don't remember oh my god that's sad okay 18 19 so um i was like homeless at the time i got all of my information on tumblr my mom and i were like in between houses so it was just like a weird situation for me and a lot of my information was tumblr because that was free it was accessible it was easy to digest and there were a lot of really enthusiastic people that were teaching there and of course i'm going to learn from people who love what they're doing and i think going into twitter um you know there's a lot of basically you know generation z is very like pluto and sagittarius energy which i love and it challenges me and it keeps me accountable of myself and aware of myself in the best ways possible but the hyper like policing of people who just want to enjoy things is also something that is like nuanced there um by both you know maybe older astrologers or astrology enthusiasts and younger astrologers so it's just kind of uh, i had to basically question if I was gatekeeping information myself by only like putting information on Patreon exclusively and not making threads about it. And so I still try to actively make a point of finding a way to entwine both. And then it's like a consumeristic like marketing problem because I'm like, well, you know, if I give all this information for free, are people still going to want to buy it? Am I going to have food in my mouth this month? So it's just kind of like, I have to like find a way to, kind of hold myself accountable and call myself out because that's why my Twitter was created and then also like find peace with being a business as well unintentionally there's this ticket yeah. that's like viral right now and it's kind of like uh f capitalism but I'm a child I'm an immigrant parent, and <laughs> I have to make money because like they didn't move across the country or move across the world for nothing so sorry guys I have to take one for the team and I feel like that's kind of that's where I stand <laughs> with all of it so yeah. yeah,
0: for sure. It, it is complicated. And it's, um, I think that something that I feel is important for people to recognize is that someone like individuals, small businesses, uh, a single person entity is not a corporation, you right. know, and there's a distinctive difference between capitalism of multi-billion dollar companies and a person who's like, maybe making a hundred K a year, maybe Mm -hmm. like doing artistic work. Yeah. It's just different. And we have to allow there to recognize that we can't like blame and scrutinize the the individual who is also just trying to like live and also happens to be a creative person and not actually hold the businesses the corporations these like multi-billion dollar industries accountable like that is the issue that's capitalism that's like hyper capitalism what people are doing to make ends meet and survive whether one month is more lucrative from the next is like not really the issue
1: in the grand scheme of especially when we're paying more taxes than donald trump i'm just kidding let me stop (laughs) no you're right (laughs) you are fully right i mean it's I think
0: that that nuance really does need to be emphasized because I talk to you know some of my youngest clients who are like 20, 21, and they don't even want to work. They, they're like freaking out about it, whether they can be, you know, whether they should try to sell their products, whatever it is, because they don't want to be capitalists. But it's also like, but then what are your options? You're going to work at Starbucks. You're going to, which is like a multi-billion dollar corporation. You're going to like, you have, you have to pay for your bills and make money. You have to like, we're none, no single person has the ability to completely, like I get it, Pluto return, but we're, that's a collective
1: experience. Like that's not an individual responsibility. That's true. I agree with that. And I definitely feel like, um, like you said, people just misinterpret, a small business owner as, you know, a corporation. And there is a huge difference, especially, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's a huge difference in general. So I I definitely agree with that. I definitely relate to that.
0: (laughs) Granted, I
1: also understand
0: that there are some people out there who use a lot of capitalistic language to describe their small business practices and try to create you know when we're talking about something like an empire or we're talking about something like I'm going you know and we're using that kind of like monopoly man yeah like uh, archetypes to be like this is what I'm planning on doing that it's like that feels not good for people too, because right. then it's like,
1: well, what are, you're gonna take
0: advantage of me.
1: You're gonna yeah. like, what and it's, are you gonna do? It's so <laughs> like it's so slippery too, because it's like yeah, maybe we are small businesses, but it's like we're also in this very intimate, unique field where we're take we're we're in charge and responsible over people's relationship with themselves. So it's not like we are just a machine that can pump out things like I. I canceled, you know, $300 worth of readings this week just because I wasn't feeling well. I had a very, uh, I had to basically disengage from someone I'm very close to that is my blood, is my family member. And um, and I I wasn't in the right spirits. It's not ethical for me to sell you a tarot reading if I'm, you know, not feeling well. And that's just, unfortunately, it's not like something that I, I mean, granted, yeah, I was privileged to be able to do that. Um, so, but I, you know, it's not like I'm a machine and I don't want to make anyone ever feel like their money that goes into me or into astrology or astrologers in general are, are just, you know, to be treated like, like machines or assets, like, you know, like these big corporations that we make a point of differentiating ourselves from. Totally. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, and we have to allow there to be
0: a lot of, um, you know, there, there is, and we have to acknowledge the fact that a single content creator who is being sort of held to the standard of a company that has multiple social media managers, multiple, like, you know, people doing shifts, Mm -hmm. right? Like all day fucking long. Yeah. One person generating that content and being expected to generate that amount of content. And then on top of it, that content being astrology, which is fucking
1: spiritual. Yeah. That's weird. It gets weird. Yeah. And I like, I love that people have this spiritual connection to astrology. And I don't know if it's like the Saturn and Pisces in the 12th house on whole house or whatever, or what for me, but like, I want a connection more spiritually with anything in general, but I do feel like everything is just, so I don't know if I'm I don't know, like, I'm, I don't know if maybe I'm too scientific or like, I would like to connect the dots. Like I was really fascinated with evolutionary astrology. Um, but I did, like, understand there's, like, history behind, arguably, I heard that it was, you know, ripped off from Hinduism, and it was colonized, and so, like, there's so many, like, different nuances in politics about spirituality, especially spirituality and astrology, that I'm trying to learn the ethical route, and I'm also trying to connect and engage with in a way that's not disrespectful to anyone, and so it feels like it's more of a public matter instead of a personal matter. And that's why I feel like there's a disconnect with me having a spiritual form of astrology, if that makes sense. Very long with yeah. So do you feel like your astrology practice is not spiritual? I feel like it's spiritual for other people. Like, I feel like, okay, like I will pull tarot cards and I will engage and I will be very in the moment with them. And like, you know, like my work, I, I really do put my energy to try to be present for it. But when it comes to like pulling tarot cards for myself, I don't really do it I don't really like to because I feel like for one I'm an overanalyzer I don't want to pull cards and like not have control like my Chiron and Virgo in the sixth house like I need to have control over the outcome so I can't have some you know oh this might happen tomorrow like no what do you mean it might happen tomorrow so it's like I feel like I, I need too much um like science or answers and I think in spirituality you have to have a lot of trust with just not having that um so it's more of just like spiritual awakening maybe that I'm like on the brink of (laughs) but I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm not spiritual I would say that I want to be and I just don't know how to be if that makes sense Mm. so I guess I just question if I'm doing anything correctly (laughs) yeah I could understand that as a conundrum
0: because yeah I mean the to me like it was a process to have to sort of integrate spirituality into astrology which i think is interesting that like it kind of didn't necessarily feel when i started practicing astrology i identified as an atheist wow. and then i became agnostic because i realized that it just like the atheism like the atheism crew wasn't hanging with astrology so like couldn't couldn't hang but then i was agnostic and then i now i'm like i really believe in god as a concept but i don't think that god is in any form human. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I think that it, I think right now I'm working with the belief that God is trees, which is really just like really satiating. But suffice it to say, I do believe in, you know, I think calling the universe, the universe, or having sort of the cosmos adopt a sentient role and having the sort of like, divine order to things um, does, resonate like very deeply with my Pisces moon soul and my eighth house stellium and my 12th house Saturn and Uranus and Neptune. And, you know, I'm like a very psychic witch. So it's like, I, when I finally accepted all of these things, everything just got easier and I didn't feel like I needed to define my practice as modern. I like that. Or traditional or evolutionary because it was just me. It was just me and my spirituality and different tools In the same way that me as a four-year-old was just super spiritual and would use the tools that I had, you know, making like like witches things in the mud because it just felt right.
1: Oh my gosh. I used to do that all the time. Okay. So like a little backstory really fast. So my my mom moved from Iran when um, she was three to Virginia. And um, so we lived with our, she lived with her Persian family. Her father was full-fledged, you know, schizophrenic and heavily medicated um persian man very kind very gentle um prayed a lot but mostly talked to himself and called the cops occasionally on my aunts because he thought they were doing witchcraft on him and genuinely that was his reality so it was like a a sad thing yeah i might have laughed at first when i heard that because i was six but i like when i realized like oh that's his reality it's not it's not funny that's he was scared um so my mom has always been this like very hippie kind of person granted she wasn't really like traditionally grew up in iran she she was very westernized i guess um she was a sex worker when uh, she was like 18 she was a a dancer and she actually met my dad at the strip club whoa anyways they fell in love they got eloped she left him when i was three but um my mom has always been this like free-spirited like hippie like my mom used to have blank checks on our fridge that would like have like uh 10 billion dollars on it that you know she was manifesting and she was always getting me to watch the secret so i've always been open and then my my grandpa was this very peaceful christian always prayed to god we lived in a small town in virginia so of course when he went to church he was made fun of and never wanted to leave the house again after that literally he never left the house um he passed away when i was like younger but um yeah i'm not gonna like (laughs) sorry but um long story short like so i have a lot of like i've been exposed to a lot of different belief systems um so i've always been open but i've just mainly been like I believe Jesus was a hippie. I don't believe he would have liked anyone who represents Christianity. And I live by that. Um, But I like, yeah, like I pray to, you know, God. um, I pray to anyone out there. It's just, it's very much like if anyone's listening, is this thing on? So I would say, I would say that you, that sounds
0: spiritual to me.
1: Well, thanks. I'm like, thanks for, like, the spiritual awakening. I wasn't expecting to get that today. (laughs) Come on, stars like us. Have a casual spiritual awakening. No problem. Seriously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I connect with that. Like, I think that for me, you know, kind of returning to, like, my child state of what did I like as a kid? Like, what did I believe in? What did I because I, there wasn't any dogma, there wasn't, there wasn't any doctrine, there wasn't any, like, this is what it's supposed to be. And I feel like what happened, what I observed happening in, as I continued forward in astrology, and as I am still an astrologer, but I don't like having there be so much like right and wrong. And I feel that that actually does take away from the magic of it. Yeah. And even though I think that they're like, I respect the fact that it's a tradition and I respect the fact that there are these rules, I guess. I also don't, I also don't give a fuck, like whatever. Like I like speaking
1: to my soul. (laughs) Like
0: I'm literally like, if I wanted to follow rules, I would go be Jewish, you know, like I would go and actually go back to Hebrew school and learn how to fucking like work with the <laughs> commandments or whatever. Like I am in, not in the business to try to be, uh, evangelized mm-hmm. by astrology. And yeah. the biggest pet peeve that I have is when people ask me like, well, why is one house system better than the other? And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not, yeah. N- yeah, it's not. And then like, someone's like, well, why is Gemini messy? And I'm like, they're not like, I don't know. Come up with a new keyword right it's that one doesn't
1: resonate i don't care i hate, i, <laughs> I okay care. so like i hated my whole house chart like i still don't accept it like i when i read for people i look at their whole house chart which is like weird i think it's because i like traditional rulerships or whole house rulerships but um when i like prefer if you were to put my placidus or my whole house chart together i would only relate to my placidus chart like i still struggle to make sense of my whole house chart i still yeah so like i love the idea of astrology is it is whatever you want it to be. And there are some people who are very anal about it's a mathematic formula. You must respect the equations. Granted, yeah, there's validity behind that. I don't ever want to be someone that looks like a disingenuous person who wants to spread misinformation. That's not my I don't wake up with that motive. Um, I do think, though, that it should be what people feel comfortable doing. Like, you know, people excuse my language, but they shit on like cafe astrology. They shit on co honestly and it's not cafe astrology yeah and and i know i I, granted i know like the people that fire behind coaster are problematic i'm not vouching for them i just feel like at the same time like let people love what they love like if they feel comfortable learning in one way let them have it like why are we so quick to like demonize how people should be learning or doing things like leave them alone if they're not doing anything to hurt you or hurt anyone like leave everyone the fuck alone (laughs) let people just love astrology like why is it so political Um, Because I really wait, but who hates Cafe Astrology? Because, oh, all of Twitter, I've seen nothing but people shit on it. Granted, I have, you know, and sometimes in my little catchy threads, I have been like, uh, yeah, sometimes Cafe Astrology isn't the most reliable source or it's calculations can be off. But I will say I probably don't think I've ever specifically told anyone to not do anything. Um, I even wrote a whole thread about empty houses interpretations, which pissed off every astrologer, which I understand why because you should be delineating and looking at the ruler of the house. At the time, I was just like, well, let's pursue this theory. I loved interceptions and duplications. Made a third on that. Got shit on. So it's just like, it, it, it's whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like, i it's it's always gonna oh, be de- nuanced, <laughs> baby girl. I I'm
0: so glad that you're monetized on Twitter because <laughs> otherwise I would say get the fuck off of that shit <laughs> because you should not be you should not get shade for exploration.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Granted, I have you know, I've, I've I've been problematic in the past. No one's perfect. I started my career as an as an astrology student who was making threads out of love for everything. And then, you know, eventually people trusted my content enough to want to pay for me for things. And so I did feel like, okay, well, I feel like I'm an astrologer. So I had that revelation with myself. No one deemed me that. So I do feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that I could have done differently. And I did do basically everything that you're not supposed to do. I did probably. Um, But I always did everything with my heart. I always did everything trying to be the best for like, you know, Try to give people the best things possible. Um, but it just, yeah, people are going to, yeah, with, with a platform, people are always going to have issues. And as long as you're knowing that you're not being disrespectful or, you know, harming anyone, then fuck them. <laughs> like, like, that's it. Yeah, you have to come to that point. I think it's like I'm hearing my Saturn return too. So I'm probably just like more accepting of that. But yeah. <laughs> what degree is your Saturn? Ooh, actually, I have my chart pulled up for you. I don't know if I can share my screen. Oh no, okay. Oh well. Um so it says Saturn is at 13 degrees. I don't memorize my chart. Like I'm the most unethical person in the world. 13 degrees <laughs> Pisces or 13 degrees Aquarius? Pisces. Oh, I'm looking at my transits, my bad. Ten degrees Pisces. <laughs> um, so you have a ways to go, baby. Yeah, no, I have I have like three, four years. So we'll see. Um, but yeah. <laughs>
0: You have, you have all of Aquarius to go through before we get into your
1: Saturn return, but I can't wait for you to have your fucking Saturn return. It's I I'm people really treat it like it's a beautiful experience. And like the rapid guess is, I don't really agree with it. I don't agree with the reputation that that Saturn returns get. So I just hope that my perfection year is positive during that time, but that's about it. Yeah. I, I think that Saturn
0: return is a You know, it's every year that you survive is a beautiful year. And it's uh Saturn return marks an incredible milestone of surviving like adolescence and being able to fully enter into adulthood, which I think on its own is just worthy of a toast. You know? Like and it really does take a lot of pressure off.
1: We um, should normalize Saturn return
0: birthdays. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We should, we should. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes I am Saturn. So like sometimes I'm like, that's yeah, of course. Celebrate me. I'm fucking Saturn. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> I love it for me too. I, I have no other choice. All right, my dear. Well, where can we find you? I mean, if, as if we're not already following you, but for the f- like two listeners out there who don't know where to find you, where can they find you?
1: Um. Yeah. Twitter. Thank you. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, uh, and like racking my brain instagram uh all of the same it's just all milk astrology um like milk and then astrology last question where did milk astrology okay so okay side note i don't know if this is like every Persian household but like my grandma was obsessed with always forcing us to drink like a tall glass of milk every day she thought it was going to keep us strong my mom was deathly allergic i noticed now that i might have an intolerance but so that was like milk was like a huge like staple in our culture i don't want to say culture because like I mean, I don't know how much of it was just my family being nutty. Um, and then also, like, uh, at the time on Tumblr, everyone in, like, 2013, 2010, 13 had, like, aesthetic, like, brand names. Like, there was Pizza Astrology, Mermaid Astrology. At the time, I had, like, the Pizza Mermaid on one of my Tumblrs. Um, and then I was like, Milk Astrology. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, like, so cute. And then um, when I made my Twitter account, uh, granted, was not – thinking it was going to be anything I was like milk astrology I'm lazy it's I've been using that on tumblr so then I yeah now everyone's gonna go to my tumblr and be like What was she posting no I'm just kidding (laughs) back in the day that's so that's so cute I love that thanks and also it's funny too because people think that I'm like condoning milk like PETA like randomly will tweet me sometimes That's like shut up yeah they've tweeted me they've been like (laughs) they've been like uh you shouldn't drink milk and dairy's bad for you and I'm like no I don't drink dairy like dairy yeah dairy is bad for you and that's you know I I respect that people do drink milk because I used to drink milk too I do occasionally I'm not perfect I don't yeah I I don't like labels so (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding but um yeah no so that's yeah people think that I'm condoning milk I'm not really saying that there's a, such thing as alternative milk I'm just not going to say alternative milk astrology. because Wait, milk milk is a, just a word yeah I know and people take it so nuanced that's like our word today it's just nuance everything is nuanced so it is <laughs> it's really nuance is so important they're like are you a vegan milk I can't follow you if you're not vegan and I'm like oh my gosh the pettiness it's a url <laughs> you could just say I'm breast milk done oh my god Perfect. Period. Actually.
0: Period. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> all right, my dear. Thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your time and for being here and for sharing all of your wisdom with us.
1: Thank you for having me. Honestly, it's an honor. I still like look up to you so much. So like um, yeah, I'll probably bother you after this just because yeah, you're like my idol. So thank you. And I, oh my God, you better stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I hope you have a great day. And yeah, thank you. <laughs>